Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the new Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Snap to Young, drops back, pressure from the edges, he throws near sideline, and it's intercepted, intercepted, Kaylee Ringo at the 21, off he goes, 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, near sideline, breaks the tackle, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 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 Georgia! Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. All right. All right. Good evening, everybody. All you dog fans and uh, dog nations, welcome to the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network coming at you on our YouTube channel, also coming at you on social media and wherever you find your podcasts, including our newly found location, the SiriusXM app. You can search Believe in Georgia Dogs on SiriusXM app, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can find it. Joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, the second round gator himself. It's Israel Troop, man. What's up? What up, what up? Glad to be back. The last week, especially with the hurricane coming through, but I'm back. He's back and better than ever. We got a lot to talk about. What's up to all our listeners in Singapore, Northern Ireland, the Republic of Norway, and all around the world. Welcome to the show. We are brought to you by, we are presented by betonline.ag. It continues to be your number one source for all sports betting. This season, you'll find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, game trends at BetOnline. As your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, college football, MMA, boxing, tennis, even golf, even politics, whatever you want to do. All right, so head to betonline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. I actually took a four-team money line parlay. Guess who screwed it up? We did. No, no, no. No, no. We, we, we got it. Um, it was Wisconsin. Oh, no, I didn't. I knew better than to go. I knew better than to put any real money on Kentucky. Wisconsin was basically a pick 'em. Yeah, it was. All they had to do was win. They didn't win. Messed up my parlay. They did not. Yeah. Kansas State, I can't yeah. state, right? TCU. Yeah. Um, but not uh 
Not Wisconsin, but that's okay. Did you uh, did you make any bets? I did um, let me down. And uh, did you take uh, they they cover when you told when you said they wouldn't? Yes, they no uh, the under because I wasn't expecting after what we did to Tennessee. I wasn't expecting uh, Mississippi State. Right. I mean, what nineteen? But still, there's yeah. enough to blow me out. Yeah, and that was my only loss in my parlay too. Dang. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, that sucks. Be your own, be your own people. Be your own people. Yeah, I know, right? What a what a bummer. So, but hey, at least you're in the second round of the playoffs. Y'all play Shambly. Talk. Uh, yes. What's that game gonna be like? Y'all ready for that? Uh, we're ready. We had a great practice today. Um, it's amazing how much how bet how much better your your team practices when it's not you know scalding hot outside. Um, yeah. Had a great Monday. You know, whenever you have a great Monday, uh, that gives you confidence going into Friday. So we'll see if we can put together a good week in third round. We host the playoffs. Third round of playoffs. Won the coin flip today. So if we win. We're at home again for the third round. Wait, it goes to a coin flip for for the next rounds. Do it now. Um, you know, when we were. It was. I was uh, always just, higher seed, no matter what. Yeah, so when two number ones meet, it's got to go to a coin. Ah, uh, okay. um, right. yeah, that makes sense. When we were in school, it always flipped. It'd be north school one year, it'd be south school if they were both number one. They gotcha. Do a universal coin flip for all the brackets for all the brackets, and today uh, one, so we get the host. Yeah, that's that's exciting. You won the coin flip, so so you're ready to ready to rock and roll. I learned a little fun fact about the TSSAA uh, state playoffs: is they uh, they predetermine the home teams throughout the whole thing. Really? Yeah, that's not fair. Except for the first round. I think it's yeah, for the see, I think it's for the ensuing rounds. They um they'll predetermine just by slot, they'll say, and then when they fill out the brackets, it it's kind of luck of draw. So like yeah, you don't know that you don't know that a certain team's gonna be a home team. You just it's like the team that's on the top side of each bracket or whatever, or the team that's on the bottom side of each mm-hmm. bracket is, you know, as you go is the home team. So yeah, that's kind of how we do it, but it changes every round. So they didn't want today for the third round. They'll do another one um, for the fourth round, and obviously the the championship. So um, I think your way is the same way that we're doing it, but it's a coin flip pretty much. It's not predetermined already. It's gotcha. more so like you just hope it lands so hands and it's all the way across the board. Okay. Well, there you go. So, all of our our uh, our lone Greek listener in the what's now the Hellenic Republic will uh, will appreciate that explanation. It's it's crazy. I'm I'm on a, I'm on the believe like the back pages of like where I can see all the analytics and all the stats, you know, from our from our show. So, like to give you a little update here, we've had since this show launched, we've had almost three thousand downloads. Uh, we had three downloads today. We've had 50 over the last seven. 
Um, our best performing show right now is still the national championship preview from last season. Um, our number one listening uh, listening method is Apple Podcasts. We get 70%, 76% of our users that use Apple. We get 7% that use Spotify, uh, three that use this app called Overcast. And then it's a whole bunch of like one and some change percent of like uh, RSS radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Series XM, which we have 22 downloads on Series XM, which is, you know, it's not much in the grand scheme of things, but we just started on there. We just, we just, we just hit that, uh, just hit that app. So um, yeah, hopefully that number will grow. That's pretty good there. I mean, I must say we we must be doing a pretty good job. Yeah, so we're uh, we're we're chugging right along. We're, we're our our views on our YouTube channel are rising. So uh, it's a, it's it's exciting times. We're we're picking up steam. So if you want to be a part of uh, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, uh, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, get in on the chat. The chat is open for those of you that want to join in and uh, join the show. Um, as always, you can uh, follow us on social media and get all the insights from my man, Israel Troop. So let's rewind two weeks ago because you were in the house in the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. And I never got a chance to talk to you about this, really. Uh, you, you sent me videos. You sent me pictures. Just how loud did it get? Um, it was, um, for our listeners, if you've ever been to a Georgia game, you know our announcer, you know, he always says third down on um, – Third down, obviously. Um, he said it a couple of times. You couldn't even hear him say third down. And, you know, big, huge speaker with the, on the big screen, um, phenomenal speakers, and couldn't even hear him say third down. Um, it was it was very, very loud. It was, in- was it the loudest stadium you've ever been in, playing that, or attending? That was by far the loudest the, before. That I think it was the Auburn game when we came out in black jerseys was probably the loudest at Sanford Stadium. Um, but because I didn't go to Notre Dame game, but they said that was pretty loud too. Um, but this game had to pop that one. Um, I know Arkansas was really loud last year. Um, but this there game, was a game it, in it was there was a game in 2004 uh, where Nick Saban came in with LSU and it was I was there. It was ridiculous. Yeah, My ears are ringing for a week. We were in the stadium like an hour and a half before kickoff. Um, I mean, like the whole bottom section on the visitor side was pretty much full. Um, like an hour and a half before kickoff. So a big showed out, and they showed out. Spike Squad over there getting it. Um, there you go. It, it was awesome. Well, that's good, man. So give me an update on the amenities, the changes. What's, what's going on with Sanford Stadium? Was it a good experience for you? It was a great experience. Um, you know, they got so many workers now. Um, they're breaking people to the seats. Um, the lines aren't very long. Um, I mean, they did a really good job of accommodating people. Your cell phone works in the stadium now because, you know, oh, that's good. Um, I know when I was in school and you were there, it was, there was absolutely yeah. no reception in the stadium whatsoever. Well, cell phones um, weren't really – were really a huge yeah you you were sending me you were sending me picture messages so I assume it's had to work at some point oh you yeah, sent me a video so, I mean so, awesome. 
to, yeah. um, they've done, I think they're going to do some more. Um, there's still no alcohol, alcohol sales there. Um, but I think they're, they're moving toward that eventually. Um, hopefully. Um, Did you sneak some airplane bottles in your boots? Time. I thought about it because I completely forgot, but it was a long time to sit from a tailgate. Whole football yeah. game. Yeah, I was going to say, you like how 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 thorough did they check Lindsay's purse? So that you could have you could have snuck a few in hers her stuff. Yeah, well, they got clear bags now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at your butt. I mean, I had enough to slide a ball or two uh, in my pocket or my or in my. Shirt. But, um, but it was fun. Then I mean, we had a great time. I um, got to see some of the former players, um, some of the older players out there before I got there. Um, old friends from from college and stuff too. So it, it was a great experience, great birthday. Maybe one good. region and so hey, there's that. That's not 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 a bad deal. So if you're a former player, man, uh, come come join Israel on, and, and and I on on the show. Terrence Edwards looking at you. Uh, Tavares King, Caleb King, Chris Burnett, come on back. We've had you once before. Vince Vance, you know all those guys. Uh, Let's uh the invitation is out there officially. I'll make this a clip. And I'm doing call out players. You want to call um, some people after out? After the coffee game, Washon Ely. I hadn't seen him. Oh, that, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Is he coaching at Elbert County? Or coffee game? No, he was um no, his nephew is running back. Um oh, okay. for, for coffee. Um wow, he came over and saw in a while. Yeah. I was like, man, I ain't seen you in time. Um, we keep up with each other. Um, that's one thing we do do well of. You know, most of us who you know played together um, during that time, um, we all pretty much keep up with each other. Um, so it was good to see him um, last. Well, I guess it was last weekend. I guess I got I got a story about Washon Ely. I was uh, when he was being recruited. I, I was I was in the you know I, I was I'd came back for for a season. I'd already graduated, moved on, and came back for a season in an interim position, uh, taking over for Barry Every when he left doing like recruiting film. I remember one morning I was I was sitting in there. I, I, we'd get buckets and buckets of DVDs. Still, DVDs were still a thing. So we get these huge buckets full of DVDs and I'm like picking through them. Just, I, I like watch the first 30 seconds. And if it doesn't jump out, I just pull it and throw it away. And so I'm, I'm in the middle of doing that. I'm going through, you know, just this is, it was kind of a slow, slow morning. So I was just plowing through these tapes and uh, Fabris walks in and says, Hey, I need to ask you a question, you know, come, come with me or something. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to ask me like how to turn on a computer or like something technical, you know, <laughs> It's it's always that it's always like this gum computer like I did that for Jancic one time like he he, he couldn't yeah. like he couldn't figure out you know he he was he was mad that his laptop wasn't turning on and he just didn't press the power button you know like that kind of stuff good old take like technology man just like simple things you know but Fabris was like hey uh, there's this kid down at ECI uh, running back I was like yeah wash on Ely what you know what you know what, what's going on? He's like, he's legit, isn't he? Like he was like picking my brain up about Washington Ely, and I think he, you know, obviously he knew that he was a special dude. I think it was like before he committed. 
I was like, yeah, that, that dude's special, man. He jumps off the page. He, you know, he's so explosive and he just runs away from people. And I just kind of gave him my, my spiel about watching on Ely. And he's like, I, yeah, I agree. And then he's like so excited that like I said that about Wash on Ely, and then he, you know, because that's his that was his territory. And mm-hmm. uh he was so he was so thrilled that I said that. And then just I just went about my day after that. So I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> like that that like if you don't know who if you don't know who John, you know, if you don't know John Fabris, um, that's that's just kind of how he is, you know. You just need real like brief, you know. Agree. Yeah. yeah he, okay. He just needed. Yeah. He just needed one. One thing. What's up, Cassidy? Um. So yeah, it was. I, I had I had a good I had a good laugh about that one. So uh, that was funny. But um. So yeah. Um. Yeah. This weekend was good. Um. Yeah. Let's let's call out some former. Let's get Washington Ely on. Speaking of, let's get Washington Ely on the show. Mm-hmm. Let's get him on. Let's have him on as a guest. If uh if he likes to do uh, dogs after dark, we should say because um, you know we're on that coach's schedule. We have to we have to do dogs after dark. But um, yeah, if, if any if any of you guys again, the invitation's always open. Um, no matter who you are, no matter what area you played in, invitation invitations always there. I'd I'd like to know from Terrence what it was like to transition from Don into to Rick. Um, and then some of the. Some of the Rick, Rick and Kirby guys, like how that transition was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, always interesting. Some of those guys were there during that transition. Yeah, because yeah, Terrence. When I when I came in as a freshman, Terrence was a senior, mm-hmm. and he was a bad. He was a pun intended, full pun intended here, but he was a dog. Yeah. Um, and he got so he much was. grief for that one for that like all the all the crazy stuff he did. He get you know he he forever got grief that season for that one pass he dropped against Florida, which people were like, oh, we would have won if Terrence Edwards would have caught that pass. And I'm like, I mean, it might have helped, but no, like we we threw a pick six. We we just defense fell apart towards the end of the. We just stalled out on on a few series. We just like a lot of like a lot of things happened. A lot of things went wrong at the end of that game. Oh yeah. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you were. How old were you in two thousand two? Fall of two thousand two. So it would have been an o two o three school year, eighth grade. I was eighth grade. Yeah. So you were were you paying attention to Georgia football then, in eighth grade? No, I was more of a. Florida State fan. I was a big Peter Warwick. Um, love Chris, love, love Mr. Know, Pete Warwick. Mark Dunn. You know, I was a Deion Sanders, a big Florida State fan. Yeah, prime. Yeah, my, my dad played at Florida State back in the 60s. He's, yeah. a, he's a Seminole. Was he, he, was, he was pretty. Yeah. Did, did they offer you baseball too? Is that a factor uh, in your recruiting? Not football. Amazingly. Oh, they did. They, okay, so they they did the opposite. Mm-hmm. Were you kind of looking for like that the two sport offer at that time, or were you just? I, I, yeah, I was. Um, Clemson. Um, you know, I think it was Leggett was the head baseball coach during that time, um, and he flat out was like, "No, we're not here." And lo and behold, a couple later, I'm like <laughs> your quarterback football and baseball at the time. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, pretty much every school that I taught 
um, was going to was allowing me to play both um, during yeah. that time. So, and and, and that's pretty a, much it. Yeah, know, that's a bunch of BS because they offered Frank Core football and baseball. Jeff Frank Core. I don't know if you that's what that I knew, but <laughs> that's yeah. what I knew, and I was like, "You're a liar." Yeah, <laughs> you just don't want to offer me. <laughs> that's what it was. Um, yeah, Cassidy, he came in as a quarterback uh, on the chat there. Uh, yeah, my dad came in as a quarterback, converted to free safety, uh, picked off Jim Donnan, actually, in, in the bowl game. Nice. Um, got knocked out in the first ever Peach Bowl in the opening kickoff. Him and some dude from Wake Forest just destroyed each other. That's when they wore the – it was plastic with just like a belt around your head, and it was just suspended. There was like <laughs> zero padding. You know those little like you know those little like plastic helmet sets you got as a little 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 kid. Mm-hmm. It was like that cheap football uniform in a box. It was like kind of yeah. it was kind of like that, you know, yeah. just well, a hard just plastic shell. Yeah, just like a hard plastic shell with like a like a net, basically. Yeah. Um, yes. like concussions, concussions were plentiful, but yeah, he got knocked out cold. Um, so yeah, but anyway, uh, we, we, uh, we digress, but, uh, the game this weekend, uh, the, the game at Mississippi state started off kind of sluggish, gave up a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, ultimately it was a 49 16 victory, uh, for the dogs. Lad McConkey scored a pair of touchdowns. Stetson, Stet Quavius made his return. Uh, must have got a fresh tight fade uh, before the game because Stet Quavius made his return, uh, snatched a few more ankles. Um, but overall, like just a really, really good effort, just hanging in there. There was plenty of times where Georgia teams of the past would have probably made that game way closer than it should have been. And they didn't like, especially after the punt return going into halftime, I'm like, okay, this is going to be an interesting second half. And it really wasn't. No, um, I had to watch it because we obviously played last Saturday. Um, I caught the little bit of third going into the fourth. Um, I mean, like you said, it's cold. That cold front came through. I mean, you leave here. I mean, Friday was. What did it get down to there? Um, Saturday actually it was. It got down to like sixty-eight, and then sun gum fifty-eight. You know, um, on Sunday, and clearly, oh, um, you're such you know, a warm weather. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was 31 degrees all day Saturday. Yeah, no. So, um, but yeah, Mason played great. Um, I think I tweeted this out. You know, uh, last Saturday uh, when we played Tennessee, every time he gets a haircut, the man ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did against yeah. Tennessee. Um, he did last week. You know, one was a batted ball. Um, mm-hmm. can't help that. It does yeah. happen from time to time. Um, yeah. and I forget what the, I forget how the other one happened, but you know, turn the ball over a little bit, but it does happen. You're, you're, you're not going to, you know, that many balls and one not get picked up every once in a while. So that, yeah, at all. But once he settled down, started, started clicking. I mean, lap guy, um, mm-hmm. not only do you have to account for Bowers, um, you got to account for Washington, Rosemary Jack Saint. I mean, Carrius made it. Um, 
you know, so plenty of weapons that now going into a game that defense has game plan for. Mm-hmm. And and Ad Mitchell's not even not even a factor right yeah, now because he he's out. And and that's what's scary. Like Bowers had a had a hell of a game, like Cassidy said. Uh, Darnell Washington had a hell of a game. Uh, Rosemary Jack Satan had a had a hell of a game. But you know what, what I what I was proud of our guys for doing is Mississippi State was a lot better up front than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able. I mean, running the running the ball was tough sledding at times. And our, our guys just hung in there, kept battling, kept battling, kept battling, was able to get enough in the run game to open up things for McConkey, to open up things for Bowers, to open up things for, for, for the passing game. And, you know, I thought our guys did, did really well hanging in there when, you know, you got the cowbells in your ear, you know, their, their, their front guys, especially their down linemen are, are, are having a successful day, successful night. And, you know, it's it's a road game. It's loud. Everything's going against you, and they just hung in there. I was proud of that. Oh yeah, and it's amazing how that stadium is. Because when we played there, I think it was two thousand and mm-hmm. I think um, or ten, one of the years. I mean, That's before they was, did the additions, right? Yeah, the, that, Back then it was still just whole, still just two sided with a field house. Yeah, that whole end the, was open and that was closed. I mean, that's a lot more. Um, noise coming from that into the stadium now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stadium looks good. I mean, yeah, Mississippi State did come out and lay down. Um, um, you know, that defense, Mississippi State always had a really good defensive line. So it's going to be really, really fun watching them go at it um, next week um, for the good old Egg Bowl. Um, yeah. Mississippi State really likes to run the ball. Mississippi State has a good defensive line. So, um, we put some drives together and we settled down. Um, Kirby was amazingly calm, maybe because it was so cold. Um, but well, he did, he did ask Tresemon uh, Marshall if if he was sure he wanted to play and what the f is wrong with you. He did have his moments. Yeah, he goes, "Do you want to play?" You could read his lips perfectly. Do you want to play? Do you want to play? What the is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how that camera just always catches those moments. It's amazing. Well, you know, you know, in that production uh, meeting, they're like, "Hey, Kirby's gonna say something crazy. Just make sure you're make sure you're on him. Anytime something crazy, anytime something bad happens, just find find Kirby. He's probably saying something just, to somebody. Just pan that camera over there and read those for just a second. Um, they always catch him but, saying, uh, "Boom, mother, you know what? Try not to get our clean oh, yeah. rate. I'm trying to keep our clean rating here." Um, yeah, yeah, he's always saying he's always saying some crazy stuff. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love it. Football. We're playing some scary football because they did the, the numbers from last year, this year's team, and defensively, they're they're dang near identical. Mm-hmm. We're, we're lighting it up offensively. Um, we're using all our weapons. Um, East. Yeah. Um, which is great. We're going to meet LSU, who's obviously side too. Yeah, um, so. Right now, we control all this knee. See anybody um, that'll be in the top four that beat us. Um, the only team that can beat us is ourselves. So, yeah. um, well, let, let's let's get into that a little bit then. You know, you know the top four. Um, you know, I feel like it's going to stay relatively the same. I mean, nothing really changed much. I mean, Ohio State obliterated Indiana. Old State number two, Michigan. Uh, Michigan did their job. 
Uh, they'll stay at three. TCU did their did, did their work on Texas. They'll stay. I, I feel like th- for the first time, it's going to stay exactly the way it is. So, like, I live in Tennessee, right? I live in Nashville. So all I hear is all the UT chatter, all the all the Vols, man. They're like, man, you only beat us by fourteen. If we get you on a neutral site, we're gonna win. We'll see you in the playoff. Uh, da, 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 da. So no, I you know, and, and we, we travel my well, thought guys. we we travel well. Did you not see the game a couple of years ago? We take over stadiums that, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. We, we we do that. We take. I mean, they travel pretty well too. But I, you know, I just don't think they're going to get in. Yeah. I really don't, because they're going to get they're jumped. Gonna, they're going to. Who do they get jumped by? They're going to get jumped by somebody. TCU. I think it's going to be the TCU is going to move up when Michigan or Ohio State loses. They're going to. They're just going to bump up. They're already ahead of them. But like, if 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 well, Oregon was one of those teams. But now it's up. Now it's up to USC. USC's got to win out, or Clem, or maybe like, do, do you still put in Clemson? One loss ACC champ. No, can't put them in. I don't. I don't, I don't think you put them in um, just because of their their resume. It was was no, atrocious, and they got it. They would, be, would be North Carolina. Uh, I think North Carolina has a NC really good state. Beat them. NC State um, was ranked at the time. Uh, Wake Forest was a top ten at the time. Um, but no, I, I don't know. It's up to USC. I think USC's got to win out at this point. So Oregon lost this week because, yeah, Oregon lost to Washington. That's right. That's right. That's right. Maybe. Yeah, they they lost. Yeah, your, your Saturday really was messed up. <laughs> it threw you off. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a busy Saturday. I, I, I didn't watch a ton, but let's see. I think us. It'll be us, Michigan, Ohio State win. Then TCU. Well, yeah, TCU, a fourth bubble team, which I could see them trying to get Tennessee because they do have quality wins. Um, that's going to be a tough one. It's going to be tough to leave them out. If between Michigan and Ohio State, it's going to be really tough to leave Tennessee out. If but they, you get a one-loss USC with a Heisman caliber quarterback. Does that make Does that make a difference? I think that makes a difference. You know, conference winner. Um, you know, they hadn't had an easy road. You know, they did lose to Utah, uh, but you know, kind of see how that's kind of see. How, um, it's kind of hard to leave the conference winner out, in my opinion. But if it goes to the best team, um. I think Tennessee. If you, if you had the final vote on the committee, and and it shakes out like this, Clemson wins the ACC, USC wins the Pac-12 with one loss. You got Tennessee sitting there with one loss, and you got Michigan sitting there with one loss. Who's the fourth team? And how do you, how do you shake the bracket up? See, to me, yeah, so to me, I would go TCU three, USC four. Yeah, I think I, I think I'd go that way too. And the winner of the Raven, and the and the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game would would get left out, or the loser of yeah. that. Because you gotta have you gotta it, 
if you have an eleven and one West Coast team and the national championships in LA, you got to put them in, right? That's true. I think you do. I think for the do. chance of getting a West Coast oh. viewership, but then you also get the argument that well, Alabama lost one and loss, and they still got put in. Um, it's so, a, you know, it's different circumstances. When when Alabama got in, who do they really jump? There was nobody else. It's a different it's a different animal here. But I missed it. If LSU beats us in the SC championship game, we probably leave it. Georgia out. You don't probably not. We're number four. Yeah, we we go to number four and play Ohio State. That's what what'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we lose the SEC championship, which hope to God we don't have some weird game plan like we did last year, we should win that game. But um, I just think I don't know. Like Jay Daniels is good, but I just think I just think we match up well against LSU. But that, that'll be that'll yeah. be later on, and we'll have Blake Rafino on from uh, AYS Sports. Are you serious, sports? Um, to to talk a little LSU, but. Um, it's interesting. Like to me, if you now, if somehow Oregon wins the Pac 12 with two losses, you can't put them in. No. You know, can't put you them. can't put them in with two losses. No. So, two loss team is not getting in unless it's LSU. Mm-hmm. And that's because they beat their strength schedule. Number one, pretty much swept everybody and beat the number one team in the nation. Yeah. And is a conference and is a conference champion. Yeah. What's up, Don? Um, so yeah, I, I think but let's say Tennessee does get in. Let's say Tennessee does get the nod. Do they do like they did last year where they throw them in at three so you don't have a rematch right off the bat? Where they play so. Ohio State and we play TCU. I think to be fair. And they possibly get the rematch. I think to be, I would think the committee would want to match. I think that's how they do it. They didn't do a lot. They didn't do that way last year because we we should have slotted in at four and we came in at three, just for the matchup sake. Because we got Michigan. That's we how we played right. Michigan. We lost. We should have been four, and rematching against Alabama, but we didn't. We came in at three. And I think that was purely just to get the matchup with with Michigan. I think they want to see us in Tennessee play again. In my opinion, I would want to see us play again. If I think that I, I think they would try to set that up as a national championship because, to be honest, I think Tennessee is better than Ohio. Tennessee is a better version of Ohio State because um, they actually play more defense than Ohio State does, but. Um, I think. I mean, I, I game. They, they wanted, they wanted Georgia Bama for the Natty last year. They wanted that game yeah. for the Natty. They did not want Bama Michigan for the Natty. They wanted Bama Georgia for the Natty, not the first round, not the semifinal. So they're going to try to set up that matchup for the Natty. And if Tennessee loses to Ohio State, then you still got a good national championship game. 
given that Georgia beats TCU. Mm-hmm. You still got a good nat. Like you like it's a no it's a no lose situation, I think, for ratings if you get an Ohio State or Tennessee matched up with Georgia in the national championship. Because both the teams are yeah. very, very similar. Yeah. You get so. true true two at that point. Yeah. And so. you once again get true one and two if you put Tennessee in there too. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. So I you know, I, I think it's gonna be a tough decision for the committee, but I think ultimately if USC wins out, they're going to be hard to keep out. If TCU does their job, wins out, they're going to be hard to keep out. Yeah, an undefeated that's not, that's conference, undefeated Power yeah, Five champion. You, you can't, If you do that, then it's a sham. Yeah, I don't care how bad they are; it's a sham. If the system is a sham, if you leave them out, you cannot leave them out undefeated. You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> Nobody wants to see TCU in in the, in the playoff, but. Here we are. Yeah. It's going to be hard to keep a, even though they do have two losses, a two loss Q team out that is ran one brand gauntlet and one the NCC. It's be hard to keep them out too. Their resume is ridiculous. Yeah. Alabama. Beat a, ranked Ole Miss. Beat a top, t- I mean, beat a top 10 Ole Miss team. Then turn around two weeks later and beat Alabama, who's top, you know, top six. And then we'll turn around and they're going to beat the, you know, the, the three and eight Texas A&M Aggies. You know, that's, that's a resume builder. That would be their only slip up and lose this one. Oh my God. That'd be hilarious. That would be, that would be rough. That'd be really rough. I don't know why it'd be funny, but it would be. Mm -hmm. So this Freaking close, LSU. Let's make it a game here. All right. Let's make it a game. May the best team win. Speaking of uh, may the best team win, Vandy snapped their conference losing streak against Kentucky. They did. I got a lot less worried about that game all of a sudden. That head coach is over there cutting onions, you know, crying. You can tell tell that it's it's getting better at at Vandy. Mm -hmm. Um, They're they're finishing games. Um, nobody gave them against Kentucky. Hell, I didn't either. Um, no, I'm not sure as heck did. They came out. I mean, and and in Kentucky's backyard, and did a did a great job, great game plan. You know, and kept off a big win against the Wildcats of Kentucky. They they now kept harassing Levis. They they did a great job. Kentucky's mindset going into this game Saturday. Are they still licking their wounds from losing to Vandy? One of they, the practices like this. They are they are tail They are tail spinning in a hurry. Like it's it's yeah. bad. Like like this this is the game you know because they tail spun against. They got obliterated by Tennessee. Then they turn around and lose to Vanderbilt. And they they lost earlier in the season at home to South Carolina. Like yeah. they're just tail spinning. And there's head coach Mike. Mm-hmm. Speculations here and there might be um, a, might not be a bad move for them at this point. There's a lot going on at Kentucky right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Are you are you going to go on Vinny's show this week? I'll try to. I'm going to try to. This whole playoff mess is um, playoffs. You know, yeah, you know, is that how just, Georgia football is? Yeah. 
I'm a Georgia yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I, oh, it gets it gets way intense. I wish I wish my team teams I played on would have made it that far, but didn't. Everybody's on upset this week, especially so. Well, it's second round. There's no. It's all yeah. What's up, Donnie? Get Don and Donnie. Donnie Wilkerson joining the chat. Looks like he's a two-time champion there. So, um, yeah, Kentucky. Will Levis is struggling, man. Struggling. Yeah. And the offense is is, is, is a little bit down. You know, one big staple that they've always had is a good offensive line. Offensive line struggling. All they run the football well. Um, they're doing you know, that. Think, but they're I not think, doing that consistently, though. It's yeah, not consistent. Will Levis is still hurt, in my opinion. That he doesn't look comfortable. Um, be. I, I hope, you know, I I hope that he is still banged up because otherwise his draft stock is plummeting. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good. For yeah, him. I I I hope it comes out that he's still beat up and trying to gut through it because that's the only thing that'll explain some of this some of this poor performance that he's been having. But yeah, he's been struggling a lot. Basically, well, the whole team. What I hate a little bit too. Uh, what I hate about this offense, yeah, they're banged up. They've had injuries, but their offense coordinator hadn't helped them out really. Like you watch them, it's very like, it's just very looks very scripted, like too scripted. Yeah, like like somebody threw together a script that they weren't really sure about the script. They were just saying, uh, "Okay, I think this might work." <laughs> it's what it looks it's like. I mean. Look, it just there's no rhythm to it. It seems like, yeah. and you know, you know, as a play caller, you got to get in a rhythm. Oh yeah, get a rhythm. Yeah, it's, it's over. It. It's not always just looking at that call. She find what to do. I mean, you you kind of you get a feel for the game, um, and you just roll with it. But now, like you said, it just seems like they're trying to find stuff that'll work, and not going with what with what's working or what has worked in the past for them. I mean, you go back and look at the old Miss game. I mean, it took them a while to figure it out, but when they did, great things happened during that game. So it's one of those things to where, you know, don't outcoach yourself. You know, what what can we do well um, and go with it? Because you know what you're going to get from Georgia. You're going to get some man, you're going to get some zone, going to get a lot of blitzes. Um, three, four dudes down there that can hit your quarterback. So depends on how much you love Will Levis. Georgia's going to make sure that he's – they're they're gonna check it. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna see if he's still banged up. We're gonna check every bit of that. So. Jalen Carter is hungry. He's trying to get that stock, and he is not playing around. And at the beginning of the season, when I looked at this game, I was like, "Who would get Kentucky late on the road?" It's always kind of a tough place. It's always a weird weird place for us because you know it just for some reason. I don't know what it is about. I mean, what, what is it? I mean, you played in Kentucky, right? What, what what is it about that? What is it about that stadium that makes it just oddly difficult? It's just something about Kentucky as a team. You know, you always kind of like Bandy. You know, everybody's like, oh, probably gonna beat Bandy. Yeah, maybe, but he just has our number. Uh, same thing with with Kentucky. Uh, I remember two thousand nine when we lost to him at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're pretty much dominating the whole entire. Um, you know, and then then they come back. 
a picture of me walking off the walking off the field and just like he just lost to Kentucky at home. You know what I mean? So they're just Kentucky. I mean that they're gonna be well coached. That's number one, you know, you know that going into it. Um, you know, they're gonna play hard. Their sole objective is to beat you, Georgia. So um now that they've redone the stadium, it's not as creepy as it, as it used to look because Commonwealth looked really creepy back in the day um, oh, yeah. when we went over there. So it was just one place where like a little fall comes over the field and like the goat of Kentucky passed, you know, would just come over the field and you know, be rolling. Next thing you know, it's a fumble. Um, they, and then something catastrophic happens. Yeah, just ultimate fluky stuff. Get out of there, you know. So yeah, everything that happened in in two thousand eight when we played over there, you know, we're up. And, um, I think there's some big factor to a pick. We fumbled or something. This game's a lot closer than it should be. Mm-hmm. What did Coach Rick say after the two thousand nine game? Mm-hmm. Nothing really. Just like they got us. There's really not anything to say. Um, it was just like one of those, just like, what the F happened? <laughs> you know, you just kind of look at me like, what happened? You know, like we're look up and the clock is zero. You're going to lose an end. And you're like, wait, wait a second. And it just happened so quick. I remember watching that game going, what? I was just as baffled as y'all were, probably. So yeah, like one thing after another, it's like, God dang, but we can buy a break. I know. You want to make some picks? Let's do it. All right, let's make some picks, and some of these may change uh, throughout the course of the week. But we give you the super early, super early picks to to chew on and to marinate while you go throughout your week. Uh, let's let's see. Let's, let's do it. All right. Our first contest, Florida Vanderbilt. This is an interesting line. Florida comes to Nashville. Florida is only 14 point favorites in Nashville. I like it. The over under set at 57 and a half. I'm taking Florida by 14. Florida has, it's playing some good football. They, South Carolina, they still, and after coming back and beat Texas A&M down the way they were, yeah. forty-one like that, they're fi- they're figuring it out. Anthony Richardson, we, we must have broke him to the point where they had to fix him. Yeah, and he looks he looks good now. They fixed him quite nicely. He stays, he stays one more year. Going to be one heck of a quarterback and make a lot of money. Yeah. If not, maybe the Bucks will draft him and let him sit for a year while while Tom Brady plays into his fifties. Um, they still got Trask at Tampa Bay too. Former Florida quarterback. Do. I don't think they're ever going to go to Trask. Unfortunately, probably should. He's pretty good. Here's an interesting line. Uh, it is a Big Twelve championship. It has playoff into as college football playoff implications. Very tricky place. I remember in 2014, this was a huge game, but TCU travels to Baylor is only two and a half point favorites. 
like TCU. I think TCU is going to find them in this game. They're, they're uh, on a roll. They are, they are on a roll, my friend. Some kind of weak games this week. Uh, Clemson, Miami. Clemson is nineteen point favorites over Miami. Is Miami that bad, or is Clemson that good, or combination of both? The over under is only set for forty. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Clemson will cover that. I think Miami come out play some really good ball. Fuse DJ um, Club Naked. He'll come in and. Mm-hmm. Do something. I think they might be close. Jakari yeah, uh, Brown from Lounge right here in about Austin is uh-huh. has been started um, at Miami. He's playing. He's playing really well. So um, okay. I think they I think they're starting to slow it out at Miami. Crystal ball. So I think this Hopefully is going to be closer than nineteen. Hopefully, for their sake, they are. Uh, for now. Until they show me that they figured some stuff out, I'm going to go ahead and take Clemson on that. I may be wrong. Don't put any real money on that if I read. But all right, uh, Georgia, Kentucky. Georgia is 22 and a half point favorites. I know it's been tough picking Georgia as a heavy favorite in these games, but I think they cover this one. I think they cover this one too. Kentucky's licking their wounds. Um, I think it's time for us to finally. Finally, cover spread, and I like it. Going into Thanksgiving week against the we Bumblebees of Georgia. The Bumblebees. All right. Uh, Texas, Kansas. This has always been one of those hide under the – this has been a lot of hide under the bed matchup uh, for the Texas Longhorns. They travel to Lawrence to take on the Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Kansas home – Home underdogs uh, by nine, so plus nine there. Does do they cover that? Do they win outright, or does Texas take this one? Um, I think Texas takes this one. Um, they start start gets them back after losing last week. Um, you got to think the defense ain't bad. The defense ain't bad. You just never know what Texas team you're gonna get. You got the one that played against Alabama. Which they won that ball game, uh-huh. and then you get, like what you got last week, you know, and it's like God dang, what is yeah, going on in Texas? But I think they're still like a year away from being really, really good at Texas. They're going in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. The big game, uh, Stanford Cal, um, a game that we haven't picked in a while. Cal Cal's actually five point favorites, as bad as they've been. Stanford is worse, but they're five point favorites at home. I, I guess it's Marshawn Lynch night where he's going to drive the injury cart. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That's the case. I'm taking Cal, but I did see that Cal made some more changes um, yeah. this week. So it's going to be interesting to see how that But Stanford is Stanford. Uh, Coach Shaw's trying his best over there. But, um, I, wonder if he, I wonder if he'll ever be on the hot seat. Yeah. Stanford, I think it'll take a lot. I don't think it'll take a lot for him to be on the hot seat because I think he does a lot of things right. I just don't think it's going yeah. well for him this year. This is the first year that they've really been bad. They've been they've been yeah. sliding a little bit, but this is the first year they've really just been. You're just looking at him going, "What is this? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Yeah. 
A couple SEC games. uh, Tennessee at South Carolina. Tennessee 22-point favorites. I guess they're trying to prove to the committee, so I think they cover. And then some. I do, too. And then some more. Uh, Ole Miss at Arkansas. Yeah. Ole Miss at Arkansas. Arkansas is struggling. But they had it they 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 put LSU through the ringer uh this past week. So Ole Miss is kinda looking for a uh, revenge game here, looking to get back on top after they dropped a tough one to Alabama. I think Ole Miss is gonna win and cover at two and a half on the road. What do yeah. you think? I like Ole Miss here. Um, you know, listen to you know to Lane Kiffin in his press conference, you know, which is going to lead to a little fire lit under them um, going into this week. You know, I hate it for Coach Pittman. Um, it's one of those years. You know, it's kind of, we're doing really well, and then it just kind of falls out from up under because you've got a couple of injuries here and there. Um, so I'm taking old Miss in this one as well in Arkansas. Great pick. All right. Last one for huge, huge playoff implications. Winner of this likely puts themselves in the driver's seat for a playoff spot, given that they win in the Pac-12 championship. Could be a rematch in the Pac-12 championship based on, uh, well, actually, depending on the result, uh, if UCLA wins, it could be a rematch. If UFC wins, they'll probably match up with Oregon for the championship or maybe Utah for the championship. But this could determine that fourth and final spot. USC, UCLA in the Rose Bowl. USC is one and a half point favorite. So basically a pick them over under set at 75. Like you here. Uh, I like you. I like USC in the under. I think it's a really high over under. Yeah, I think USC is going to pull this one off. Um, yeah, I like them offensively. Katie Kane is obviously, you know, Lincoln Riley. Um, I think their defense is a little bit better than UCLA right now too. Um, mm-hmm. So this is exactly I'm thinking to go with USC. UCLA is kind of yeah, the old the real USC. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only USC. I never refer to South Carolina as USC. I never have. Never will. So, and I hope you guys were making uh, making your picks as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jimbo is getting left in, in Auburn to hitchhike uh, back home. <laughs> uh, Cassidy says uh, she hopes that UGA beats LSU. Donnie, hope you like our picks there. Uh, both Dons. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Donnie Wilkerson also likes Ole Miss, so well, that's going to do it for us. We're going to wrap this thing. We're going to wrap this thing up here uh, on Monday, on Monday evening. So we are the Believe the Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. For all you uh, viewers out there, make sure you take advantage of ButcherBox. Uh, if you if you go and click into the audio version, you will hear a more detailed ad about ButcherBox. Um, but there is a great promo that we are running um, if you like that kind of thing. If you kind of like that HelloFresh, but it's just meat that's delivered to your doorstep, it's a good listen. So stay tuned. It's a, it, it, it'll be a pre-roll, a post-roll, and a, 
mid show roll, I think. So we're gonna you're gonna hear about Butcher Box like three times. So uh, for all the YouTube viewers that don't necessarily get that version, uh, make sure you click on the audio. So um, go dogs, take care of everyone. Like Kirby said last year, we're not practicing to beat somebody. We're practicing to beat everybody, which I think is That's true. That's it. So Israel. Best of luck. Uh, we'll see you in the quarterfinals next week. Uh, we'll yeah. see everyone here back next week. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of your week. Uh, we hope you, if you're in some of the nor- more northern states, we hope you stay warm. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, if you make the trip up to Lexington, be careful and win lots of money at Keeneland. As al- <laughs> and as always, uh, we'll see you back here next time. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.